Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is amazing. It's fried chicken all morning, girl. What the I heck? Smell, I smell like fried chicken right now. Legit. Wait, this is an honor. What the heck? This is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. You made this today? I made it this morning. Hey guys, welcome to Get Down with K-Town. It's your host, Esther Choi. As a part of season one, I visited three locations that have a strong Korean American community. And one of the cities that I chose was Atlanta. Of course, when it comes to Atlanta, I had to talk to my good friend and graphic designer, Jean Pyo. Shout out to Jean, who actually designed this show's logo. Jean grew up in Atlanta's K-Town, so I had to ask her to introduce me to some great talent in the area. And she immediately said that I must meet Jennifer Chung. And of course I've heard of Jennifer. Jennifer is a multi-hyphenate artist who is a singer, songwriter, and theatrically trained actress who went viral on YouTube years before social media influencers came to exist. But because of this early on engagement with social media, it changed her life course both professionally and personally. Wait till you hear about how she met her husband because it's crazy. I sat down with Jennifer and discussed her life, career, and why she chose to perform American music over K-pop. She relocated to Atlanta seven years ago and now considers herself an honorary AT alien. I was born in Korea, moved to the Bay Area with my family, actually because my dad got a radio job. 
Mm -hmm. And he was going to be a host for this like Korean program. So we ended up moving and lived in the Bay. And um, that was home and until I graduated high school. Okay. And then I moved to UC Irvine, Irvine to mm-hmm. go to school. I was a theater major there. And then I lived in K-Town for a bit in L.A. Of course. So, it's, so now I live uh-huh. in old K-Town in Atlanta, so I just can't stay away. Of course you can. <laughs> I mean, how can you stay away from K-Town? I can't. Right? <laughs> so California, all your, most of your life. And you come from a family background of all musicians, mm-hmm. right? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? How yeah. is that? So it's an artistic life. Like, my dad was technically a comedian first. Okay. And But the thing is, with his comedy, he played a guitar while doing his set. Okay. And then from there, he became a singer. Okay, in Korea, In right? Korea. Mm-hmm. And my mom was actually a dance teacher. Um, she grew up doing modern dance. Okay. Um, so music was always playing in our house. Mm-hmm. If not, um, my dad, like, practicing something, it would be my mom, like, moving to something. And when we moved to the States, though, my mom taught Korean traditional dance. Okay. So I grew up doing that. What is Pungmur? Pungmur, I did a lot of, like, Jangguchum. Oh, yeah, like drum dance. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you, I actually have a tattoo of like the hanbok, which is like the Korean traditional dress, and oh, um, the drum, the Korean drum, just because this so is cute. like such a big part of my life. And my grandma was a dance teacher too. Okay. So basically, our family, Beautiful. yeah, all we do is like music and arts, and that's I, what I grew up in. You know what? In. I love the Korean traditional dance. I actually was a part of Pumurpe in college only for one semester because I couldn't handle <laughs> I couldn't handle it I was not that musical so you know the puchichum with the yes. humble yes. which is the traditional Korean totally um, the fan dance yeah fan mm-hmm. dance that's so beautiful so mm-hmm. you did all that yeah too. I definitely did fan dance uh-huh. um, and then there's kalchum which is like with the knives yeah I wasn't very good at that one or the sword <laughs> but um, yeah the, the drum was my bread and butter okay yeah. and, and your mom was the teacher of this yeah so group. if you were if you're like a Korean girl and you grew up in the Bay Area, you probably have been taught by my mom at certain points. So point. she must be fierce and scary. She is very fierce and scary. Because I always remember the leaders of the Korean traditional dance, like the Pungmurpit, they were really like intense Very and scary. strict. Very strict. Yeah. And it's all about like the hambe hube totally. stuff. Yeah, right? I, was, I, ta- I was taught like at a very young age, like even if you're a day older than me or one millisecond, yeah older than me you're on me or, or opa and you, you know and you have to like speak like the yes. proper yeah. and low way. key though like my mom was fierce to me too I remember like I couldn't do like a two step or something and she let she, me know that that was not okay <laughs> was she also like your music teacher like did she teach you piano and stuff like that or no, no? Uh-huh. solely dance solely so it's dance. Fun, funny because my parents split when I was really young when I was mm-hmm. six years old and my dad moved back to Korea but it's I had an affinity for music uh-huh. Even though, like, my dad wasn't really around to teach me that. Maybe it was because my mom was always playing music, but I felt like it was, in a way, finding my own thing. And then when I got into acting, doing theater productions, even in high school, I really felt like that was, like, my own thing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to marry music with acting, it's still something familiar. And with musical productions, you do have to dance sometimes, too, and do choreography. So it's it's been a my own lane that I can create for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like musical talent is genetic. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I feel like all Koreans have something about us where music just like pierces through our hearts, and I think that's why there is a lot of 
great Korean vocalist mm-hmm. because, you know, our Han, yeah. like the, the feeling that we have, the way we sing songs and the way that it moves us, like there's no way, but if we're going to sing it, we're going to sing it to the top of our lungs. It's very emotional. It's very yeah. emotional. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners, Han, do you want to describe what a Han is? I mean, I feel like there's so many ways we could describe it, but I like to say it's kind of like our pride, but also of our pain, but it could also, it's like a fire in us that could yeah. be used for good or evil, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I mean, Koreans have been through a lot. Mm-hmm. So we have this like fierce energy about us and uh, we like to call it Han. And it comes from like almost anger mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just um, a very emotional thing. Yeah. And you're right. And music is, you know, probably the most emotional language. Yeah, where everyone right? can understand. Like you don't need to understand like the words that are being said, but mm-hmm. just the tone and like the breath, like all of it. I totally agree. So I want to go through your life as a performance artist. How was it? Growing um, up as an Asian, because you know, yeah, usually our parents are not really supportive of that. Uh huh. But yeah. your parents were performance artists. So, yes. So how was that growing up with parents? That, so it mm-hmm. was different. I mean, it's you know when you know nothing but that, you you think of that as a norm. But I think my parents always wanted me to do what made me happy. But because my mom was a single mom and like being a dance teacher in the Bay Area, like to make a living and raising two kids, it's hard. You and your brother were raised by your mom. Yes, we were raised by our mother and I just saw how like financially it was really hard for us. Like I was probably one of the few Korean kids that grew up on food stamps, you know. But there's also something about being a teacher of, like, our culture to our community. We still felt taken care of in terms of, like, people inviting us to things. But um, it gave me the strength to work harder and also make a very conscious decision. If I'm going to pursue art, I have to be very disciplined at it. I had a lot of homes because we always had to go. Because it's so hard. It's not even about your talent. It's about your grit and its consistency. So um, I grew up doing Korean traditional dance and being on stage. So I feel like the stage is not an unfamiliar place for me. And it's been that practice of just always being able to perform in front of people, improv, do all these things. Um, And in a way, my safe place because you get to play a part in a way, even when you're performing a song. Like, you don't have to have your heart broken to sing a song about heartbreak. But, of course, if you experience it and live life a little bit, then it feels that much more authentic, which is the balance that I've had to find of, yeah, yeah, I got to work, 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 got to do, do, do. But there's been a time, like, even when I first moved to Atlanta the first three, four years, I wasn't doing anything creative. I really thought it was, like, past me. I, like, I was just like, okay, it's been, it was a good, it was a good run. I'll see what else I can do. So were you, like, Working a different job, or yeah. did you have a different career? Yeah, yeah. So, like, long story short, with my husband, like, he and I met on Instagram. So I was in Korea at the time. I had reunited with my dad after ten years. A lot of reconciliation. I didn't know I have to do. I had to do. I went to Korea because I had a singing opportunity, and I was going to get signed as an indie artist there. But my husband was working at a recording studio here, and he found my YouTube video here in Atlanta. In Atlanta, uh-huh. and he found my YouTube video of singing, and he started supporting me online, and then. January of 2013, he liked a picture on Instagram. I checked him out because I was like, oh, he's Korean. Maybe I know him. I don't know him, but he's super cute. But also in Atlanta, I don't, I've never been there. But we connected that week, started talking online. I love it. um, A month later, I flew to Atlanta. Didn't know this guy. I flew here. A month later? Yeah, so February of 2013. And we met. We got engaged that week. What? Yeah, and then um, three months later, we got married on 420. 
That's <laughs> incredible. Wait, so you met, you legit met your husband mm-hmm. a month later after meeting on Instagram first. Yes. Then, like, engaged, got engaged yes. to him, and then just married him. Yes. All within, like, three months. Yeah, so technically, January talked, February engaged, April got married, and moved to Atlanta. That is, like, insanely... It's really crazy. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but it worked out for us. <laughs> really, it did. Why don't we, wait, why don't you recommend it? Because it, it's a lot of heartache and heart work. Because it's not just about the heartache of, like, the the toughness of, like, being in a relationship with someone you barely know, but leaving everything you know. You know, like, yep. and especially being from California, you don't think you're going to live anywhere else. But Atlanta has been such a gift to me. And, like, the timing of me being here because of my career, doing music and doing acting, um, it's all God sent. Because even when I went to Korea, I made one friend, one friend that was from Atlanta in the, like, mm-hmm. singing opportunity that I had. It was, like, a singing show. And he was from Atlanta, and he just happened to know my husband because he's from Atlanta. And I asked him just, like, you know, just in general, like, hey, what do you think of this guy? And he was like, oh, he's a good guy. And because and that, that guy it. said, yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, this is like the cosine. This is like <laughs> the most modern love story ever. I love it. Thank I love you. it. So essentially, you married your fan. I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Like, he's not even like a huge YouTube watcher, anything like that. Yeah, he was just getting into videography. And with his background doing audio engineer, and he does music production, raps, and everything, he was looking into making YouTube videos. And for me, like, after high school, I... I started posting YouTube videos in 2007, which is very I early. I saw that. I stopped you. <laughs> <laughs> it was very early. No one was doing YouTube to become YouTube famous. This was like 13 years ago, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago. And I was just in my bedroom, and I had moved to a different city from, like, my hometown. I was like, okay, I miss my friends, and they would be like, oh, can you sing, like, a video and post it online? We just miss hearing you sing. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. You were just like, okay, you did it for your friends. Yeah, I did it for my friends. Because they missed you. Exactly. And then, I like, people would randomly start watching my YouTube videos and start making requests. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And one day, my Alicia Keys cover went viral. Back then, it was a big deal. And it wasn't even because they thought I was good. It was more like, check out this Asian girl singing Alicia Keys. You got like 4 million views on that video. Yes, yes. And it's super Uh basic. It's authentic. Yeah. And nowadays, like YouTube videos, they're very overly produced, which I appreciate. Like there's a lot of time and creativity that goes into it. But I think as a vocalist, like you just want to know, does this singer have the ability to just sing live? And I think that's the practice that I've had, whether it was on stage or making YouTube videos where I was just like, press record, let's just go for it. So YouTube changed your life. It really did. It really did. For mainly for the better, because I met my husband through it. I mean, I, that's yeah. that, that's one major <laughs> point. Obviously, yeah. you became an influencer through YouTube, essentially. Yeah, and back then, like, there was no Instagram or anything, so there wasn't even that word influencer. And back then, you couldn't even like monetize off of videos, so I wasn't like making yeah. money off of this. But it was great timing because I was just getting into college, and I had opportunities to perform like at different universities for Asian American clubs because for them, there's no. Rep- representation of singers that they can look up to besides k-pop or uh, you know any music that's from abroad so for them to see someone who looked like them who sang in english and i started writing original music when i was 17 mm-hmm. when when i met my dorm mate and we started making original music and i would perform that so monday through thursday i'd be at school doing work and then friday i'd fly out to university somewhere in the u.s saturday i'd perform and then sunday i'd come back and that was like my schedule Falling in love, not falling out. I keep on falling. Ready? Okay. 
Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Each of us both done in the crown. You were like that true Korean American that was really influencing the way people were wanting to become performance artists as well. As a Korean American, you only know K-pop. There's no real Korean American singers, right? Really? Right. Right. Yeah, and then, and you know that there are Korean Americans who have gone to Korea and like killed it. You know, doing really of well course. in the K-pop scene. But for me, I just knew that it wasn't for me. I don't know if it's... I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of influence because my dad was in the Korean music industry. And even him, like, he wasn't, like, super gung-ho about me going into the K-pop industry. I think he knew how people were being treated. I'm sure things have gotten a lot better. Did you want to? Or did you did you think about it? Totally. Um, when I was growing up. Because, you know, you think, like, that's the only way. 
You think that's the only way? So let me maybe try. Yeah. So I, when I was starting high school, maybe like eighth grade before that, I had auditioned and I was supposed to train with SM. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, do you want to do it? And I was, in, I was in America at the time and I decided like, I'm going to go to high school. So SM Entertainment back then was like the hottest yes. entertainment group. That was where HOT was born, SES. Boa. Yeah, (laughs) Boa. Can't forget Boa. So that's amazing. So you were like, no, I want to go to high school instead and be, what, normal? You know, I understood that high school is such a pinnacle moment in your life. And I But there must have been something that strayed you away from making that decision. I think it's the pressures of knowing that I would have to become a certain way. Either I have to sing songs that I may not be really into or I may have to change the way I look drastically. Not just losing weight, but like being told that I have to look a certain way. And Starve yourself? Yes, yes. Because, you know, when I visited my dad in Korea every so often when I was younger, like um, he would send me to like um, some of the um, training, K-pop training hagwons oh, or would. schools uh-huh. that they would, just so I could try it out. But I know that they treated me still a little better knowing that my dad, dad was who he was just because he's in the industry you know with the hierarchy of, of like you said like some biz who biz mm-hmm. and all that stuff but I could tell that some of these people you know they were so talented but um, it's a hard life and I wanted to figure out who I was more so and when I look back on it now I'm like I don't know if I would have written the songs that I have mm-hmm. and had the opportunities to like really go into theater and be a multi-hyphenate and like try these different things if you were a trained to be a K-pop right. star because yeah. it's it's very intense. Like mm-hmm. the, It's almost like a camp. Yeah, it is. Right? You could dancing. be super talented yeah. and who knows why they cut you and then what? And then what? You're like broken and you just can't do anything anymore. But you know, when you were saying like starving yourself, like that's a real thing. Like I've struggled so much with the way that I look not just because I'm a woman, but also on top of that being Korean and on top of that, like being having parents that are artists. Um, and on top of that, being in that industry. Yeah, of- and you're constantly in front of the, the camera or people's eyes. And I've dealt with that even on YouTube. People saying things about like my weight, like, oh, you've gained weight. Oh, you've you lost weight. You experienced yes. at a very early age. So early. I was 17 years old, not knowing what I was even doing with YouTube. And then um, it was fun because it's like a thing that I could do besides like being in school and like kind of like enjoy myself but when it started becoming very competitive I realized like oh wait this is not what I signed up for and I couldn't handle it and I think it's also because I needed time to develop my worth and not get validation from people who don't know me also, it's like your music is your music. It shouldn't be based off of the way you look. Right, right. I, but exactly. so much of the Korean pop industry is that way, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's like perfection, you know, yeah. like unattainable, way, right? unattainable perfection. And I know people that are in the industry and they have to do like really drastic measures to look the way that they do. And I respect them so much for their grind and their commitment to their craft because it is an art. But I don't know if it's the art form for me. That was your background. You decided not to go into K-pop because mm-hmm. that wasn't for you. So you're like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing yeah. and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. I've had my ups and downs of like, you know, I was very blessed to um, have people who wanted to manage me. But at the same time, like, I don't know if the industry was ready for someone like me because even now, like, we still aren't seeing Korean American singers right Mm -hmm. so it was earlier on but I had the opportunity to like record my first album and um, 
But was he, that in Atlanta? Or it was, was actually in L.A. In L.A. Yeah, and I was living in K-Town, and I had graduated school early because I really wanted to pursue music. So I wasn't even focusing on acting. I did maybe a few productions in college, but I didn't even consider that because the focus was music. But when I, like, worked on my album and all these things, like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just... I didn't know myself well enough to have strong opinions. And whatever people said, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I wanted to be accommodating yeah. to them because I'm like, you're helping my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. But I what realized— was your first album? Yeah, exactly. And it's so important for you to know, like, what you like or what you don't like. But if you want to know that, you got to kind of live life. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was growing up in front of everyone because I was on YouTube since I was 17. And I needed to take a break, and I just knew that— my circumstances were hard because once I graduated college, my mom was like, well, you're not coming back home with me. There's no space. So I had to work all these odd jobs mm-hmm. in L.A. I worked at a restaurant. I worked at an ice cream shop. And I worked at a salon where I was just um, a receptionist, all while recording my first album. So this is all retail jobs that you you had just to support yourself yes. and support your dream. Yes, and I thought I needed to get part-time jobs so that I could have the flexibility of doing shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say I'd be working, an, like, a hourly job making, like, 9 to $12 an hour, and then I'd do a gig and make a few grand, mm-hmm. you know? And it yeah. would just be, like, a 30-minute performance. So my view of money was so crazy because there's mm-hmm. no consistency with music, but it was stable to have, like, a part-time job. Yeah, of course. And it was rough, and I thought, like, this isn't the life for me. I always say when I lived in L.A., K-Town, like, there was a dark cloud following me. I mean, it's that lifestyle, right? And in L.A., a lot of people are trying to do it, and Mm -hmm. it's that grind Mm -hmm. that you have. But you just have to be sure of yourself, right? Totally. But it's really hard, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I was grateful that I made friends with people who truly loved me for me. And when I left to go to Korea for that singing opportunity, it was really just like a lifesaver I had to grab on because I was, I was, I felt like I was dying in LA. So, what was the singing opportunity in Korea? Because um, mm-hmm. you're technically an American right. singer, right? So, I had an opportunity to be on a show called Superstar K. Oh, I know that mm-hmm. show. It's and, a competition show. Yeah, and right? that's the thing. Like, I'm not a competitive person. I don't know why I went for it, but I do because I was so broke and I just needed something. And they were like, look, if you just do it, like, we'll give you a flight there and back. Mm-hmm. Just experience it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Because honestly, in the States, it's just me, my mom, my brother. I was like, if I go to Korea, I get to see all my family members. It'll be a good time. And so I went and I ended up getting kicked off, like, pretty early on. But, you know, they try to egg you on, like, to cry and, like, I feel mean, something. But I was, drama. like, hella not crying. I was like, bro, I'm, like, in Korea. <laughs> Like, this is so good. Like, it's so much cheaper to, like, eat food here, too. Like, I was just happy to not be in the dark cloud anymore. And I ended up reuniting with my dad Mm -hmm. and, like, learning who he was as an adult and not letting the things that my mom experienced or the things that she said dictate my relationship with him. And, like, faith is a big part of my life. And I just needed to know that I didn't even know I had to forgive him for anything. And, you know, People who don't grow up with their father, they might say, like, oh, she has daddy issues. Mm -hmm. The thing is, like, I didn't even know who my dad was. I didn't know what life was like with a dad. So I didn't know what it was. All I knew was, like, I don't know. He's just a guy named Dad. Um, But to figure out who he was and learn how similar I can be with him. Um, But, yeah, I was in Korea, and um, I ended up meeting with, like, publishers there. And they wanted to release my album again, actually, in Korean. Um, the album that I had created in America. So did you end up doing that too? So I was in the works, but then I met my husband. And Wait, in Korea? 
while I was in Korea on Instagram. Oh, you were in Korea when you met him? Yes, I was in Korea. I, I moved to Atlanta after we got married. So what is new? Just waiting in queue. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Everything happened very quickly, but once I met him, I was like, you know, I could take a break from Korea, and I was like, I think I need to meet him. So I just put it on Instagram. No, not Instagram. I put it on Facebook. Like, is there anyone that could get me a cheap flight to America? I used someone's buddy pass, uh-huh. and I was able to stop by the Bay Area, and I saw my mom before I met my husband. Well, that back then he was just a stranger that I really liked. Because I was like, what, is he going to come to Korea and kill me? No, but I was going to Atlanta to get killed. No, but um, I met my mom. I met my mom, and he flew me out to Atlanta. 
And okay. that was the first time we met in person. That week we got engaged, and then three months later, I... Wait, how, how did that, like, did he ask you, like, a week later? It's like, I know I only knew you for five days, but would you marry me? No, we got into our first fight, and it was uh-huh. it would be a foreshadow of, like, how we work together. Like, it's hard to work together, but when we do finish something, it's awesome. But we were working on music and just not getting along, and then he decided to just do his own thing. And he told me, like, when he gets mad, he needs his space, and I was glad to, like, give him that space. But then I wrote him a letter... And just telling him I'm thankful to have met him and, like, for this opportunity, um, even though we had gone to a fight. And I went to sleep. And then he woke me up and asked me to marry him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And no ring. So, y'all, like, if your man can't give you a ring, it's okay. Like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you, if you, I feel like if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and we were broke. So we were like, it's okay. We'll be broke together. So I have a song that we wrote, and it's called Broke, if you ever want to listen to it. And it's the story of our, our love. Yeah. Things can get distracting from what's happening Without them we're so happy It doesn't even matter that we're broke well, That's incredible. So you, you moved over to Atlanta mm-hmm. and decided you're going to just like leave everything behind mm-hmm. and just like start this new life. Yeah. All over from scratch. Yeah, and I, I didn't know anyone except for that one guy that I met on the singing show, but like... I just felt like I moved for love because something I prayed for more than my music career was to meet a man of God that I could have a relationship with because I I didn't see a functional relationship. I thought that was more unattainable than having a music Mm -hmm. career. And I met my man and we had a lot to work through. And I'm a community person, so I didn't want to just create music on my own. I needed to find people I could work with. Um, But that took time. And I worked a lot of odd jobs. Like, I worked at Lululemon, and I thought I was going to do that for a long time. Um, But while I was there, I had another opportunity to go on The Voice. And this was when I wasn't doing anything. They just reached out to me, and they were like, look, you don't even have to do, like, the auditions, auditions before the auditions. Like, you'll just go straight to blinds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they pay for you to be there. And I was like, you know, like, what what have I got to lose? I'm not even doing— Was that in L.A.? Yeah. So they flew me out to L.A., and I was surrounded by all these musicians. And they all believe they have what it takes. Yeah. And I felt like God was challenging me, like— you know, you have this platform of people waiting for you to release music. Like, are you just going to squander it? That's when I decided, like, oh, I'm not done with music yet. And um, But even after that, like, finances, right? Like, you got to be responsible. So I worked at a 9 to 5. I was working at a startup. And at the same time, my agency reached out to me, my acting agency. And um, I ended up signing with them. So all of these opportunities happen very kind of randomly. Yes. These people reaching out to you. Yes, Yes. Meaning it's like, that's what you're meant to do. No, seriously. Sometimes, like, people, God knows me, and, like, I don't want to be a try hard. I want to work hard, but I don't want to have to try hard, right? Like, I need to know, like, this is a sign, like, I'm supposed to do this. How were these people finding you through your YouTube channel? Yeah, or? I think for The Voice, it was definitely YouTube. Maybe someone passed along my video. For my acting agency, they were actually considering maybe, like, starting, like, an influencer's department. And I didn't even consider myself an influencer because not, like, my Instagram's that poppin', but just because of what they saw online. They called me in, and I was like, hey, like, I actually studied theater. I would love to be represented in TV and film and commercial, and I sing. 
So I auditioned for them, and that influencer department never happened, but they signed me. So on on top of me working my nine to five at a startup, I was auditioning for random companies. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's this thing called industrials, which is like internal stuff. Like it could be like HR videos or like conference videos that only like the workers or companies see. So I've been in a lot of things you've never seen, <laughs> but I've definitely been seeing like a pickup in the last quarter of me auditioning more for TV and film, which has been really cool. And do you think it's the up and coming of Asian Americans mm-hmm. in this in- industry? Yeah, because I think like they want to find people, but they don't know how to. But I think sometimes you need to do so much work yourself so that it's easy for them to find you. Yeah, yeah, like right. you put you, you have to put yourself you out have there. To. You and have obviously, to. you have a very specific talent. And if if there's anything that could differentiate me, it's that like yeah, I, I was a vocalist first, and the music is what got me into watching Disney and like doing musicals and setting myself up for success. So I always tell people, like, if you want to do this, just keep working on your craft, even if no one's watching, because there's going to be a day the door opens and you have to walk through it. And when you walk through it, you got to show them what you got. Otherwise, they'll tell you to leave. I just want to talk about Corinne. You started an entertainment company. Right? Yeah, so we we do like content media. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're a creative content agency. So my husband does photo, video. Because he has an audio engineering background, like he creates his own like production, music production for shoots that we do too. And I help with social media accounts uh, for our clients and help produce content. How long have you been at it? Three years. Three, Three years. years. So once I left my nine to five, I got my first client just from someone reaching out to me. And um, since then, I've been working with a couple of them for three years, and I do, like, one-off projects and help my husband when it comes to producing shoots. Amazing. And you guys just started a podcast, too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, it's called Wattscast Podcast. It's really just to highlight some of the the amazing people that we've met here in Atlanta, we can't help but discuss our Asian American experience and what that looks like. But I think even for my husband, like when he goes on to these shoots, like there's not a lot of people that look like him. He's a Korean guy. And um, to be able to break through, but also encourage like the next generation, like you might be that one, but you could be that one that really inspires other people to hire people that look like you. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that being on set and like being like the only Asian girl or even going to auditions and being that only Asian girl. And if I'm going to do anything great for our community, it's to do my best, not just for me, but for people to be like, hey, that girl is pretty good. Like we should call in more Asians. And like, you know, if you want to see representation, like you can't just think about yourself, really. I know, we're, like, we're the, a group. We're a yeah, whole. There's that drive of like, I want to be that one person. But it's like, no, then what's the point? Because you don't get to celebrate with your people. That is right. Well, I can't wait to listen to your podcast. We have people who aren't Asian American on as well, um, but we just can't help but discuss and share what our experience is compared to theirs. We love highlighting other Asian Americans and like what they're up to in Atlanta because, I mean, the South is so talented, but it's definitely not like L.A. or New York where there's been like generations and generations of Koreans or... You're um, the new generation. Yeah, we are. And like we're setting a precedent. So it's good to kind of like get together and be like, hey, you do this, you do that. Like, let's work. And people have to just be unafraid of the work. Could you share like a little tiny bit of music yes. live? Yes. So this one's uh, I Know I Should Call. I know I should call Before I regret it all I know I should call Before I regret it all I know that I should, I should, I should, I should I know that I should 
I know that I should call before I regret it all. Thank you. Oh my God, how amazing was that? Your voice. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh my God, I just got the chills. I love it. Thank oh, you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank Anna, you did so you, did much. You know, did you know that I was going to No, no. I was like, that? which one can I do that is straightforward? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when you know you're a true performance artist, like on the spot. But I have a surprise for you. It was frying chicken all morning. <laughs> okay, so you ready to eat some chicken? I am ready. Yes. I was born ready. <laughs> This is amazing. It was frying chicken all morning, girl. <gasps> What I smell like I smell like fried chicken right now. Legit. Wait, this is an honor. What the heck? This is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I you made this shit. today? I made it this morning. And we don't even re have to reheat it because I this literally... This looks so good. You don't understand. I might cry, actually. So I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I, I can't wait. This is crazy. You don't understand how much I wanted to eat your food. Oh my god. And it's, it's starting with this. Can I eat it? Yeah, please. Please. So crispy. I hear it. Oh my gosh. You could taste the marinade or whatever she did. This magic within the chicken. It's sweet, but savory. Ooh, the scallions. So good. It's called Yang Yum Chicken. I love fried chicken. Honestly, the sauce is what makes It's so different and unique. Is it still crispy? Yes. It's also the batter that makes it unique. It's a very thin, light batter mm -hmm. that stays crispy for hours. And that's like the most important part of fried chicken. Like if your Korean fried chicken is getting soggy within like 30 minutes or an hour, then you're not making it right. This is so good. I'm so sorry that you, you can't taste this right now. Jennifer, what's your first memory of Korean fried chicken? My grandma. Grandma? My grandma. Um, what I love about fried chicken is whenever I would visit Korea, you're supposed to be hanging out with your dad because my dad lives in Korea, but we would always end up staying with my grandma on my mom's side. And one of our favorite things was to order the fried chicken, the Yangnam chicken. And my grandma taught me not to like ever leave anything on the bone. So you have to, like, eat it clean. Yeah, is it, like, the ligaments and stuff? Like, I'll eat it very clean. <laughs> yeah, because you can't leave it, you know? And I just love that it was something we could all enjoy together. And it, I knew that it was a good day because, you know, usually your grandma cooks for you, but to be able to just order something and enjoy it together, it just felt like a treat. Also, Korean fried chicken delivery in Korea is a very special experience and I have that with my family too. Mm -hmm. It's always like chicken pida. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to make that at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't like you just can't replicate the like the taste of this at like regular fried chicken places in America. I I mean it's it's not it's just like a completely different thing and mm -hmm. that's why it's so hot. Yeah, and like because of how like decadent the taste can be, like the the panchan that comes with it just tastes that much better and it's like really refreshing. Sorry I didn't make you the chicken mo. No, the this pickled no, but this is so good. You have no idea. I might cry. 
actually. Jennifer's going to cry and finish her bucket of chicken <laughs> that I made her. Where can we find you? If you just look up Jennifer Chung, you can find me on the first page of Google. That worked. I worked really hard for that. Um, but on um, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff is Jennifer J. Chung, C-H-U-N-G. Yeah, follow me and like listen to me on Spotify, Apple Music, all the platforms because I'm constantly coming out with music. Yeah, really great music. Thank you. Amazing. You have an incredible voice. Thank you so much for joining me, Jennifer, today. Thank you so much for me. Oh my gosh, always. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five star review. Get Down with K Town is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis, and me, Esther Choi. Follow me on all social media at Toy Bites. And I'd also like to thank our producer, editor, and mixer, Marcy Tapina. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.